Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the upcoming training camp and the Albert Hainsworth report. Joe gives financial training camp some cuts and signings. Well, not signings, but some cuts and much, much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening, Spankies? Welcome. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to an action. What's up? action-packed adventure which is harry hog football episode number 216 that's a patriotic episode right because uh we want to wish everybody out there a happy independence day and yeah we're we're a little bit past independence day but definitely happy independence day thanks to all of our uh listeners especially overseas that are in the armed forces i know we've had listeners write us from um, all over the UK, of course. We've had listeners from Ramstein out in Germany, uh, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Japan, um, listeners from all over the world that are that are serving in the military, and we appreciate you guys writing in and letting us know that you uh, like the show. Or writing in and right. telling us that we suck. Either way, that's cool. But, you know, it's nice to know yeah. we're being listened to around the world. And those, and th- and those that yeah, have... Thanks um, to, for doing what you guys do, keeping us safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. And I'd also like to point out that this week, for the first time in like two years, I was on iTunes and I was reading some of the reviews of our podcast. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Someone was it was, like, was it? I haven't looked at them in a while. Is it the usual? Some people are like, oh, they're really funny. You'll like them. And the other person is like, oh, they're like Beavis and Butthead. They suck. And then the third person says, yes, that's why they're funny. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then the right. one person says, "Yeah, one episode they talked about a fart for way too long, and something about timber falling, <laughs> and I couldn't take it anymore, so I just shut it off." And then some person put, <laughs> some person put, they love the podcast, but dude, man, dude, seriously, dude, but I dude, can't dude, stop dude, saying, dude. yeah. I, can't I think that was dude, dude man dude. wit. Speaking of people who listen overseas, I think that was dude man wit who lives in the Philippines. Though I, I, I don't think he's serving in the armed forces. I think he and his family just live out there. <laughs> <laughs> he just lived there. Oh yeah. They dude, like the food. Dude man wit, dude. Let us know what you're doing over there, dude. I don't think it was dude man wit. I think it was a female because she said something about having a husband. Red Queen. Well, A1. I'm thinking it's definitely <laughs> not dude Probably man wit. Probably not dude man wit. <laughs> but then again, yeah. We're going to get an email late like tomorrow that says, I do not have a husband. Dude man wit. <laughs> or it no, it's going to say, dude, I don't Sharon have a husband, in, uh, dude. Our friend Sharon down in Florida. Haven't heard from her in a while. Anyway, it was pretty funny, and I, I was also like the fact that um, we're back up to almost five stars because people went on and said their sound quality is better now. So, oh, that's uh, cool. <laughs> you know, we're trying. Now that we Except have a sponsor, our uh, our great sponsor this week is, of course, uh, David Lee Legal Services in Williamsburg. Um, that's right. Now that we have a sponsor who is, uh, you know, Who's a doing what he does. Fan. Yeah, great Redskins fan that supplied us with the Dallas Sucks flag that's going to Canton with us next month. Which has been to Again, Antarctica. Again, for the second time. All I know is that David Lee 
has erected a Dallas sucks flag at the <laughs> at the uh, uh, South Pole in the seventh <laughs> continent. The seventh continent. <laughs> you said erected. Yeah, I don't know much about the history of Antarctica other than like McMurdo Station because that's the only thing that's usually on the map, and then ice. Um, and a Dallas McMurdo like... Station, maybe. <laughs> but we do know that David Lee has been there, and he has erected a Dallas sucks flag there, and that's pretty damn impressive. It's like it, the only awesome. way you could top that is putting one on the moon, and that pretty much qualified him to be We're our working sponsor. on that. Because you know, yeah, that like, pretty much qualified him to make it to to be our first uh, full time sponsor here at Harry Hog Football. To be a sponsor for the uh, Harry Hog Football podcast, it used to be we just didn't have any, but now if you're a super Redskins fan and also want to be our sponsor, you can try to apply, and only a few like David Lee have gotten through and approved. Yeah, does... yeah, like dot bet dot us. Um, no, yeah, we told you what you could do with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like dot bet us. Here's the interview with them to see if they could be our sponsor um yes dot u.s bet person have <laughs> us you, dot, have bet you, dot have, us have you ever done any of the following a peed on texas stadium b gone to antarctica and put up a dallas sucks flag c been on the sideline for a redskins game d none of the above and they put d none of the above and we're like sorry dude you're out cut oh. cut <laughs> or e all anyway. of the above Anyway, let's move yeah, forward. All of the above. We 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 thank David Lee Legal Services for his sponsorship, and uh, we got a lot to talk about because we haven't really done a podcast in nearly two weeks uh, with everything that's going on and the holidays, the vacation time. Yeah, the holiday, yeah. and I mean, this is really we're really round on the roid right now. We're on the way out because you know, the mini camps are done and. Everyone's going through their final vacation. All the players that, you know, this is their last chance to go out and have fun with their families and do stuff like that. And now, I mean, you know, pretty much everyone's at Redskins Park again, getting ready for a training camp, except for one person. That's right. But we're going to put that chance. off. I would say it's we're the last put... chance to go and, uh, and for those linemen to go pig out at CC's Pizza all they want. But, uh... Welcome to CC's. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> we to know, CC's, Albert. We know Albert Hayward is still doing that. He's yeah, we'll be talking about him in just a minute, but we do want to start on kind of a somber note, I think, um, talking about one of the uh, huge influences on the life of Joe Gibbs, um, Don Coriel, Air Coriel, the uh, the revolutionary offensive mind from the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams at the time, uh, passed away recently at 85, and uh, he's basically the guy that uh, <laughs> Joe Gibbs played for him. Joe Gibbs coached for him, and then he moved on, and he got his job with the Redskins. And we all know he started poor, and he and Theismann had that meeting at his house, and and the rest is history. Hey, dude, two things here. Hey. One, I thought Coriel yeah. was with the Chargers. What did I he say? He was with the Chargers. The Rams. He was. What did I say? The Oh, I said the L.A. Oh, dude, cut. Cut, John. Cut. Sorry about that. So uh, he, cut, sorry, John. he was with the charts. All right, all right. Just just because I said that, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do this. San Diego Superchargers, San Diego Chargers, San Diego. <laughs> Shut up, dude. And just because you did that, John, you are. <laughs> but here's my here's what I was gonna say about this yep. the second part of this. Um the Chargers thing. All right, I thought he was with the Chargers, and I had you no, were right. I had no idea, <coughs> guys, that Joe let Gibbs me tell you. 
played anything other than racquetball, much less football. So you're saying you didn't know that Joe Gibbs played football? No, I had no idea. Before he became a coach? I had no idea, dude. Dude, cut, except for that I didn't know that either. But, but dudes, Chargers. he was with the St. Louis Cardinals before he was with the San Diego Chargers. Don't forget about that, guys. Yes, sir. Who was? Five Joe years. Gibbs? Joe Gibbs was not. No, dude. Don Coriel? Anyway, Don, Don Coriel is, is revered as a, uh, what? A predecessor to a whole tree of He was revolutionary. Coaches. I mean, he brought you look in at, at, at Look at the Hall of Fame in football. Look, Think of it this way. People like Lynn Swan, who had, what, like four-sevenths of the receiving yards that Art Monk had. And, yeah, he had all the Super Bowl things, and, and we know about that, the great Super Bowl appearances and everything. But people with stats like that were making it in before Don Coriel really became established. And then after that... You had you had offenses that were almost like twice as potent, on as far as the wide receivers are concerned, because they just started throwing the ball downfield like no, it was like almost like Sammy Ball esque if you think about how it revolutionized the NFL. Dan Fouts, dudes. Yeah, Dan, Dan Fouts. Fouts. That's right. Yeah, great coaches came out of his lineage, such as none other than Joe Gibbs and John Madden and. I think uh, hoodie sweatshirt is from that tree. Um, who else? Who else, dudes? Uh, uh, Dan Fouts. Uh, Char- <laughs> Dan Charlie jo- Charlie Joiner. Uh, um, Al Michaels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. So anyway, yeah, I mean, it was very sad to hear that Don Coriel passed. I had no idea he was even that old. I didn't know he was 85. I just knew he was one of those legendary names that was out there, and we knew that that if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have ever had Joe Gibbs. And because of him, Joe Gibbs was the man that he was as far as being a player. I think he played tight end for him in college and then moved on and, and, you know, worked with him in San Diego and then came on out here to uh, Washington as, as kind of a... A little bit of a shot in the dark, kind of like Andy Reid. I know he was the offensive coordinator for Coriel, but and Andy Reid was a quarterbacks coach when he went to Philadelphia. But you know, for a team that was struggling and really looking for someone to help bring some some offensive power to the Redskins, you know, they're bringing Joe Gibbs, and a lot of people are like, "Who? Oh, he was the offensive coordinator for Coriel. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's good. Hopefully, he doesn't suck. Hopefully, he's got some of that Coriel in him." And like I alluded oh, yeah. to before, Sick. like I alluded to before, hope you know people after that zero and five start, people were a little dodgy on it. But you know, he's got three uh-huh. rings. Yeah. So anyway, uh, condolences to Don Coriel's family. Peace. Don Coriel, well, I said, I said, dude Coriel, Air Coriel, may he rest in peace. Air and Coriel, gone but not forgotten. First name of the very first Nike football shoe, the Air Coriel. May he rest in peace. And Solid. moving forward, um, I just want to skip through this real quick because I was hoping we we get through an episode without meeting this or mentioning this uh, punk's name. Albert Hainsworth 
says, Welcome to CC. Where's the music for him? Come on. Uh, he Where's says, hold, hold on. Oh, yeah, dude. Come on. Hi, hi, hi. And I'm gonna eat some CC's pizza. Anyway, he says Welcome he's, to CC's. He's gonna show up to camp. Yeah, right. Allegedly. Mean, should you even have to ask someone that just got paid, you know, $21 million <laughs> if he's gonna go to work? Seriously. Well, you know, you know, the report is he will allegedly show up to camp. The reasoning is he knows that if he doesn't show up to camp, that that $21 million is going to get sucked out of his bank account by Bruce Allen faster than he can say, <laughs> hold the pepperoni. And he needs it, apparently, because he's getting sued by some bank in Tennessee for not paying some $2 million debt that he has. He's getting sued by some bank in Tennessee. He had that accident with that guy that's, like, permanently disabled in Tennessee. He's got some waitress that, or what was it, a waitress? Or a dancer in New York that allegedly he has a child with. Mm. He's got all sorts of stuff going on that he's getting sued for. He needs that money. So, yeah, he's <laughs> going to – don't don't think that he's showing up to camp because he feels bad. Oh, no. He needs money. He needs the money. He's worried about his money. Speaking if of – he doesn't show up for that to camp – that means that he is not upholding his end of the of his contract, and Bruce Allen has a long history of being able to get money back from people, as we have talked about in previous podcasts, people that have not lived up to their contracts. So it's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. Speaking of uh, um, Albert Hainsworth, dude, um, I was listening to that Jamal Brown interview, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, it's pretty outstanding. Um. I don't even remember who it oh, was. It uh, Lavar Arrington, yeah, and Chad Dukes. It was that were interviewing him. <laughs> and Dukes at one point was like talking to Jamal Brown. He's like, "Man, you guys are big now. The offensive line is, you know, well over three hundred pounds. That's a that's a fat uh, that's a fat offensive line." And he was like, "That's a good fat though." Speaking of bad fat, <laughs> and then he starts going on. <laughs> Even his wife like chimed in last week on on him, basically saying his his, his estranged wife, isn't it? Yes, basically saying that you know he was a uh, he thinks he's above everything, and all. Of and that. that's why they're estranged. I have a quote from her right here. I can read it. It says he she she said he thinks he's above everything. He feels like he's entitled. He's narcissistic. It's very frustrating to go to someone constantly. And ask them repetitively to do the things they're already supposed to be doing. <laughs> like go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, take out the trash. Albert, put the toilet seat down. Albert, go to work. Albert. Josh, I read that a, a, while, a few days ago, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I had forgotten about that. That is that pretty much sums it up to a T, right there. Albert, yep. it's so fitting. Albert. His name is Albert too. For crying out loud, Albert, get out and mow the lawn. Anyway, that Jamal Brown um, interview was outstanding, and I'm pretty pumped about having him on the team after listening to that. He Dude, talked. If he plays one half as better than Stefan Heyer, we're going to be in pretty good shape. 
if he plays as well as he talks, we're going to be outstanding on the offensive line this year. He's pumped to be on the Redskins, dude. He's totally pumped. This guy isn't just like, oh, I'm I'm happy to be on the Redskins. I played football and not going to say anything bad and blah. I don't want to cause any controversy. He's just like, dude, I'm like a modern day hog. I'm going to kick some ass. He's like, I'm going to get in there and get nasty. <laughs> yeah, he is not playing around. He is ready. Ready. The only thing I can think of is the guy's played his whole career in a dome, at least eight games a year. That's the only thing. Well, that and he's you know had injury issues, but if he can get beyond the two of those things, and I'm kind of thinking he's going to. Dude, he was only be in good shape. He was only injured for one year, dude. He was in yeah. the Pro Bowl all the years before that, pretty much. Well, two, yeah, two out of the three. And and then he said he was. Um, if you listen to the interview about last year when he was on the Saints, he was saying how he was he was ready to come back for the playoffs. And how much it killed him to have to sit there and watch the team because he was on the IR. Oh, that's too bad. So he's been ready to come back since before the end of last last but season. You, so, yeah. But it's yeah, yeah it's hard. I, uh, in defense of the Saints, it's hard to take be like, oh man, we got to put him on the IR now because you know we need someone right now for games what like three through sixteen. Uh huh. So, you know, it's not I mean, like they made a yeah, jerk I mean, choice on him. Yeah, they had to. Yeah. Because they but. didn't know if he was going to be ready to come back. But here's the thing. Jamal Brown is pumped to be on the team, and he used the word hogs in his interview. I believe multiple times. Oh, yeah. And here's the interesting mm -hmm. thing. They still say that they're going to use him at right... Oh, speaking of Hainsworth, we might have mentioned this last week, though. He's, they're going to use him at um, right tackle. And put the rookie Trent over at left tackle is the plan right now. And um, he, and Jamal basically said that he's a left tackle, but get this, dudes. He'll play wherever they want him. Yeah, <laughs> I read that too. That's great. There's a shock. <laughs> I'll play wherever you want me. That's like, did you um, did you guys see uh, or hear the Marco Coleman interview on the, on the LeVar show this past Coleman. week? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Marco Coleman was on there, and they were asking him about um, about Albert Hansworth, and they're like, pretty much, if um, uh, they said, suppose Marco Coleman felt he was going to be severely miscast in a new defensive scheme, well, then what? Basically, you know what I mean? Um, yep. And he's he like, well, Marco Coleman would realize the gym which you have in a new quarterback. That's one of the that's one of the best in the league, and a coach is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. It's like that in itself is going to say, okay, I've got all my paper. We're going to go win. Now what I what have I got to do to be a part of this winning situation? You just step it up and play football. Crying out loud. Man. I know, dude. Everyone gets it but Fat crying Albert. What is loud. his problem? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm crying out loud. Well, let's not talk about that. $21 million. Dude. I'm crying out loud. Let's not even give good him God. the negative attention that Make he so play. desires. Let's talk about the good things on the team, like Jamal Brown. Yeah, the only attention he needs is welcome to CeCe's. Let's talk Sorry, about London I, Fletcher. I, I, I had to bring it up because Jamal Brown saying, I'll play wherever you need me. I don't care what Dude, kind Dude, I want to see Jamal Brown just, like, pick up Albert Hainsworth and slam him against the wall and be like, your fat ass needs to play wherever <laughs> we're telling you to play. Dude, I might have to get a Jamal Brown jersey if he lives up to half of his 
half of my expectations for him. Aaron has been Brown. kicking this idea around all evening. He is pretty pumped about Jamal Brown. And the, like I said, if he if he plays as well as he talks, mm-hmm. it's going to be bad. It's going to be awesome. Bad isn't good. Uh, for we, those who didn't get that. Hey, speaking of Trent Williams, though, I haven't heard anything about us getting close to signing him. But I guess we still have a few weeks before mm-hmm. training camp, don't we? Yeah, well, you know, most of the first-round picks don't usually sign until a week or two before training camp every year. And I don't have many concerns. The thing, I haven't heard or read anything that he has gotten a new agent since he fired his old one. So he might just be hanging out, and and, and I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but... He doesn't seem point, like he's going to hold out. I am not concerned. Though. Yeah, he doesn't seem. I like don't think he's going to be a holdout. So, um, man, who's yeah. the last number one pick to hold out? Patrick Ramsey. Um, he might have been. I don't know. But here's what I, here's what I I want to say here. Um, we'll talk about training camp after the break, and we'll also talk about a Redskins video tribute that John uh, put up on the site. It's on the website, HarryHawkFootball.com. John the Tree Adams. Number 42. John the Tree Adams. Right after this from Harry Hog Football. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, But for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. All right, we're back. Dude, I got to say that cracks me up every time I hear that when it's like uh, indecent Indecent exposure. Hey, man. People that do that need some help. They need to give David Lee a ring. They definitely need some help. (laughs) Or, Or people that have been accused of doing that kind of stuff. Maybe they didn't do it. They need to give David Lee a call. That's right. Anyway. 
Maybe maybe they were uh, um, um, maybe they were innocent of the crime. They were unjustly. Hey. they were unjustly accused. Hey, there you, you go. You know, I heard this is a this is um, a fact. I don't know if David Lee can substantiate it or not, but I heard that in Washington D.C., after a Redskins loss, the crime rate goes up pretty substantially. Do we know the crime rate goes up? pretty substantially because we almost got in a fight with some of the Eagles fans one time. Well, that just has to do with Eagles fans, though. I'm talking about around oh, the yeah. city in general. Like, for example, uh... our, our friend Patrick's car got carjacked right after Redskins lost, like within an hour. After in his lost. driveway, that's right. Like, they went out to his car, and the dude had a gun and was standing right there, and it's like, I'm taking your shitty old, crappy old Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> and then they well, found I think it. I, I think I said the actual quote there, but yeah, they took the old Saturn and uh, yeah, like right in his driveway, right there in uh, Northeast DC. Did he get it back? Yeah, they found it in the parking lot of a mall. Yeah, dude, you know what happened was they called the cops, and the cops were like, "Well, you should go over to such and such mall because that's usually where they drop them off. That's they're just looking for a car to drive to the mall." And they were like, "Really?" <laughs> Like and the serious? cops were like, yeah, you should go look for it there. That's probably the place they left it. And they went to the mall, and it was there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they went to the dude's house, waited in their driveway, pulled out a gun, what and you... said, give me your car. I'll, I'll, I'll mute it this time. And they took their old Saturn and drove it to the mall so they could go to the mall. Wouldn't it have been easier just to ask for a ride? <laughs> I mean, it's like... Dude, if you got a craving for some orange Julius, orange Julius, seriously. And they didn't even trash the car or anything. It was just parked normally no. on the spot. <laughs> well, dude, because because our friend Patrick it, is a uh, piano, a pianist, so he uh, plays piano, and so I'm sure they probably put on the, the radio. They were like, "Yo, let's play the tunes." It's still all like classic, you know, Tchaikovsky. <laughs> they're like Mozart. They're like, dude. They're like, dude, Spencer's got in a new shipment. I got to get over to the mall. He's got like, he's got like some sixes in the back. <laughs> That's crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyway, maybe David right. Lee can uh, tell. I us bet that was after a loss. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to the actual podcast, the training camp schedule. Oh, first of all, if you go to our website, John has put up a pretty interesting Redskins video tribute to the troops. Um, right there yeah. on our website, top of the website. Check it out, especially if you're a troop. Yeah, it was done by the uh, a bunch of guys on the Redskins. Uh, you know, Malcolm Kelly, Tana Moss, Arakpo, other guys. Basically, they're they're saying what we said at the uh, beginning of the podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody that's serving in our armed forces, and uh, you know, for them giving them the opportunity to play football in a free country. Um, and for us, giving us the opportunity to do a podcast and a website in a free country without any oppression, mm-hmm. thanks a lot. We appreciate that you guys are doing that and keeping us all, you know, <laughs> safe and free as 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 you can. It's great. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. There's also USA. A USA. Chuck- USA. There's also a picture of Chuck Norris up there. If you're not drawn to the video, you know, <laughs> Chuck Norris might bring you to the website. Scroll down there, Chuck Norris. For all the, um, and for all the ladies. And That's the for people. all the ladies out there. Hey, yeah, he, he's, you know, he's down to the third button, ladies, so, you know, check it out. Scroll down. Yeah. yeah he's down to the third button. And you know what? <laughs> the ladies are drawn to the belt buckle of Chuck Norris. Yeah, that's true. And what's that Abmaster right. thing he sells with Christy Brinkley? 
<laughs> anyway, uh, moving Check forward way. onto the Redskins training camp schedule, it looks like there's a lot of practices open to the public this year. Um, and just a little bit of information about that. Camp opens on the 29th, it looks like. Yep. I'm just looking over the schedule now. 4 p.m. practice, gates open uh, 60 minutes before the practice, and the parking lot opens 90 minutes before the practice, so you can have your, a chance to get some quick tailgating in. Dude, you can go out there and grill up some uh, sausages and have some, some you know brats and burgers and stuff, and then you get to go, to watch, go watch the Redskins. And well, some Jimmy Dean biscuits. And some Jimmy Dean. Oh, God rest Jimmy Dean. So anyway, July Jimmy 29th. Jimmy Dean passed away, dude. Whoa, Jimmy Dean. The Jimmy sausage Dean, man. the sausage man, just recently passed away. Moment of silence for Jimmy Dean. Was it like an artery thing? or what was Dude, it? it's supposed to be a moment of silence. Josh, moment of way. silence, please. We got those free Seriously. Jimmy Dean biscuits at the stadium that got us through without having to pay Dan Snyder or anything. Let's give him a moment of silence. Dude, Jimmy Dean hooked us up. Okay. Thank right. you we to Jimmy Dean. For... Um, Thanks for all the sausage biscuits that day at the stadium. We really he's appreciate because that was a lot of sausage biscuits. Um, he's, he's the big thing about Don training Corey camp, L. alluding – what's that? He's hanging out with Don oh, Coriel oh. eating sausage right now. They're up there on the front Dude, porch eating so. some Jimmy Dean biscuits. Heavenly sausage. They're up, there wait, they're, the, they're up there going, man, I wish training camp would start. Man, We're pumped some, for the season and stuff like that. Some good microwave biscuits. So, and, and Aaron, what you were uh, alluding to with the training camp schedule is that a lot of the practices are open to the public. And the reason for this, as Dan Snyder and dumb Vinny figured out uh, a few years ago. <laughs> dumb Vinny. Is that if you charge, well, you they have, they have practices that are close to the public. But they were trying to charge people to come to practices a few years ago, charge them money to actually come watch practices. And if you do that, scouts from other teams can come and watch your training camp. But they can't do that if it's free. If it's free, they can, uh, for some reason, they're allowed to keep people <laughs> from other teams from coming in to watch. But if you charge money, all they have to do is buy a ticket. And they can come in and be like, dude, you guy from the Dallas Cowboys, you can't be here. And he's like, dude, I bought a ticket. <laughs> Idiots. So. Vinny thank Vinny for that thing. So that, that's a, one of the reasons that a lot of stuff is open to the public. And also the Redskins are now the kind, kinder, gentler Redskins that are, you know, more – they're opening up back to the fans, which they didn't do during the Vinny Serrato era. And they're opening you – know, they're just better. Things are getting better again. I think uh. they're going to bring back the old uniforms. I'm talking you think like they're going to do the uh, 74 the, the burgundy pants. shirts with the gold pants with the with the uh, multiple stripes with, on the end like the jersey with the like the slightly McDonald Ronald McDonald looking stripes on the on the sleeves I think that's what thing. they're going with That would be awesome with the gold R the gold ha- helmet with the R Yeah dude they need to bring it out for the game against Dallas to get everyone extra pumped Dude that would be dude. so so sweet Dude here's the thing though like Saturday, August 7th, we're talking about, like, the schedule. That's Fan Appreciation Day. And um, that's also the enshrinement that day. Yeah, for Russ so like, Do fans, like, hang out all day? And they, are they going to show the enshrinement ceremony at the stadium or anything? I, I bet you they will. I bet I you so. they will. Because the practice is here, Here's the thing. Last year, I bet they wouldn't. 
this year, I bet they will. They've got to show off that great big new Dactronics Super Jumbo 100-foot wide screen they've got. Yeah, and what better Dactron. way to show it off with big old Russ Grimm getting into the hall. And we will be there. There you go. Harry you Hog, go. Harry Hog living, football living will large, be there. Number, living large, number 63. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be there to see number 68. <laughs> Get into the Hall of Fame, and if you guys are interested in going to the Hall of Fame, uh, send us a note. Do not go to Amazon and buy a Russ Grimm jersey if you're interested in going to the Hall of Fame, because they're only selling number 63 jerseys, which apparently (laughs) fell off the back of a truck somewhere. In in the Sichuan province of China. In the Sichuan province, or, you know, (laughs) Taipei, Taiwan. So anyway, just to clear a few things up, Russ Grimm was indeed number 68, not number 63. Right. And Harry Hog Football will be in attendance at the Hall of Fame for the enshrinement, battling Cowboys fans, because Emmett Smith is also going to be getting in that day. So if you guys and they're meet playing up the Cowboys, the Criminals versus Criminals, the Cowboys Bengals Hall of Fame game is the next day. So there's going to be a whole lot of Emmett and Gamoy going on, going. So if you guys meow, want. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah, what I'm getting at is, if you guys want to meet up with us somewhere in Canton over that weekend, send us a line. I think we're already meeting up with um, Red Queen 81. Red Queen 81 is going, I believe, with her husband. So, we'll see you guys there. hopefully we're going to be hooking up with them and and hanging out in Canton. Wonderful people in Canton, Ohio. Aaron and I can attest to this. Great people up there. Very friendly. Um, We've got to find that old woman house that let us park there. Yeah, she was awesome. She was fantastic. We'll talk more about her <laughs> as we get up to the trip, because she was a uh, she was like a yin and a yang. She was like meek, nice lady, and then don't even think of parking here if you didn't pay me um, <laughs> yeah. with a hickory stick. Um, <laughs> she didn't mess around. So yeah, we're gonna be up there. So if any of you guys out there listening are going, you want to hook up and uh, have a beverage or two while we're. Uh, while we're getting ready for the enshrinement on Saturday, give us a uh, drop us a line at RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y HogFootball.com. But what do we have next on the agenda? Next on the agenda is to discuss Joe Gibbs' financial training camp, which he kicked <laughs> off at Redskins Park last week. Um, Joe Gibbs, I read the article. It was something like some high number. I don't want to misquote the percentage of football players what? two years out of football that are have wasted, squandered their money. So Joe Gibbs started this program along with some university to educate football players about how to be good stewards of their money after football. Is it, does it involve buying a NASCAR team? <laughs> no, but Joe Gibbs did talk <laughs> about how he, he, when he was a young coach, um, had a few business deals go awry, and it took him a while to get out of a hole himself. And he I said, "I believe he, the word is awry." He said he felt help, helpless when these players, you know, would come to him for financial reasons, and he couldn't really help them. And he also said that it affected them on the field. So yeah. So anyway, Joe Gibbs is trying to get that to be league wide. Dude, that's awesome that he's doing that because. You think about, I mean, think about so many young men that come up through college 
And, you know, what are they taking? They're taking, you know, PE and PE and under, underwater basket weaving. And then they go to the NFL. And what have they learned in college? They've learned how to be a great football player. And they've learned nothing about finances. Which, it it could seem kind of like a joke. But a lot of those guys end up blowing the entire amount of money that they made in the NFL very quickly. And, and it doesn't happen as much now as it used to. Thanks to programs like this by Joe Gibbs, but it's, you know, it's kind of frustrating to look at some of these guys because they don't have good guidance. They get to college. They don't have good guidance in their lives. They get to college. All they're worried about in college is winning football games. They don't, and and it's kind of, you know, college is kind of a bubble. If you've been to college, you, you know, it's not exactly the real world. And then you get out into the NFL and they're making what seems like a ton of money, even if they're making a league minimum for rookies. It's like four hundred fifty, five hundred thousand for the first year, something like that. And then, you know, they're they're blowing on on good cars and nice houses and and things like that. And two years out of the league, they're broke. Yeah, and and it may be they blew it on the houses and the cars, or they maybe they gave it to their cousin Tim that had a good financial deal to start a used car lot or. You know, there could be a number of things, but I think it's really, really awesome that Joe Gibbs, you know, two ten years as coach, he's a you know, owner of a NASCAR team, travels all over the all over the country, if not the world, doing stuff, and he's out there, you know, he's doing this trying to help the young men that are going into the NFL that that may not have had that smart financial information push their way or they didn't listen to it when it was whether it was in high school or college so that's awesome as an educator i think that's a really good thing because a lot of those guys just they don't get it and to have someone as cool as gibbs with three rings on his fingers to come forward and be like yo just you know just listen to me for a minute listen to this listen to what has happened to players that i had that you heard of that were great when they were in the NFL and now they're living in like a boarding house or they're alcoholics or whatever it is and they have no money. So I think it's really cool that he's doing that. I, I that, that is that is part of the reason why Joe Gibbs was so successful in football and he's so successful now in NASCAR and as just a just as a great guidance person in life. I think that that's really honorable on his part. And it's completely free. To the player. <laughs> it's completely free, which most of the time when you hear about financial stuff like that, if it, you know. They're trying to get watching... you to sign up for something or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So that's why Joe, one of the many reasons why Joe Gibbs is just the coolest ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got a few Agreed. other things here on the itinerary. Um, first yes, of sir. all, Vinny Serrato's an idiot. He showed up for the Redskins alumni barbecue. <laughs> What was he thinking? <laughs> and how many people threw stuff at him? Dude, I I, I was, was thinking about man. this because we talked we talked about this a little bit the last podcast. We were talking about the alumni were coming back and everyone feels welcome again. Daryl Pound showed up. And it was like, what's up, Daryl? Pound. Dude, if Daryl Pound showed up, then everyone did feel welcome. Everyone felt welcome. But, dude, it's... I can imagine it's like a bunch of dudes standing around. It's like it's like Art Monk and Charles Mann and Dexter Manley and maybe you know like Charles John Riggins maybe. Um, I saw Bubba you know, Ty. Maybe there. even 
Bubba Tire and Daryl Pounds and all these guys are standing around. They're swapping war stories. Oh, Daryl Pounds, remember when you got burnt in that game? Oh, dude, what game are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> remember when Russ and they're all, barfed that hot dog and ate it? <laughs> yeah, they're all like, oh, and then Vinny Serrata shows up. He like walks up. He's like, what's up, guys? And then it goes. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that it went any other way other than that? No, I can't. And let and then, I, I, and then what happened towards the end of it is Vinny Serrato found um, Larry Michael somewhere, and they just kind of hung out <laughs> on the side and chatted so they didn't have to be loners. But, you know. And Remember when that woman decided to write an article about football? Ha, 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 ha. It was like. It was like, it was like Mad Men before Mad Men became a TV <laughs> series with those two. It's and, ridiculous. And then as Vinny was leaving, pointing at Larry Michael, he was saying, you're next. You're next. <laughs> don't, don't laugh, Larry. You're next. And Larry Michaels is like, ha, 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 I'll be here forever until the end of the season when they find I'm me. the voice of the Washington <laughs> Redskins. <laughs> I'm telling you, to, to, to reiterate it, if, if for people who are just listening to the podcast for the first time, HarryHogFootball.com, H-A-R-R-Y, HogFootball.com, if Larry Michael is in a contract year, he will not get renewed for next year. You heard it here first. Bye bye, Chachi. That's what I have to say about Larry Michael. Now, speaking of other idiots, Aaron, Josh, I don't know if you saw this. Aaron, I think <laughs> you did. Chris Carter seems to think that the Redskins had the worst offseason in the NFL. Uh, um, is this Big Butt? This is Big Butt, Big Butt Carter, <laughs> formerly of the uh, Vikings and the Eagles, of course. Here's what I have to say about Chris Big Butt. He's got a big butt. <laughs> He's got a big butt, and he cannot lie. <laughs> that uh, guy could hip check without turning around, turning sideways. If he was a hockey player, he'd be like Brett Hall. Dude, is he? He was a wide receiver, and for the Eagles. As far as um, being able to discuss how the Redskins did in the offseason before the season actually starts, that's kind of like me predicting the Redskins to go 16-0 and every year, first of all. Second of all, he was a receiver. <laughs> what does he know? What does he know about the team? Dude, if he was playing World Cup football, he would be the guy that's diving on the ground going, oh, someone tripped me, when nothing happened to him at all. You see the replay, like it's like a phantom leg hit him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, what it came down to, Chris Carter was on, it was Chris Carter and Mike Golick, another former Eagle, by the way, and they were on on the, the ESPN. Wait, and they were Mike talking Golick, about the teams. Mike Golick is the dude from the Nutrisystem commercial, and he yeah, also went yeah. off on Hainsworth. I have to point out. Yeah, he does the the, the Mike and Mike in the morning, and, and you know for the ESPN. Uh, but they were asked by Susie Kolber which teams in the NFC had the best and worst off seasons, and Golick said the Lions had the best off season. Okay, fair enough. And Carter chose Minnesota, Homer, and then Golick said Atlanta had the worst off season. All right. And then Carter said, 
I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins. What's up with that? And I'm not going to go into the whole quote, but he based his entire decision. And... Dude, can I get a Joe Gibbs laugh in there? Um, Certainly. Maybe. Dude. Hold on. Here it comes. <laughs> All right. Basically... Carter based his entire decision on the fact that the Redskins have the Hainsworth problem. That's why the Redskins have the worst offseason in, in the NFC East. Not that they got, he's like, Donovan McNabb, that is a plus. Uh, okay. That is a plus. Um, that is a plus. And, and then, and then when Susie Colber says, I would argue that the philosophy is still importing a lot of guys, but this year maybe a little more low key and free agency second and third tier, and then Carter says, oh, yeah, obviously the big splash with Donovan and they improve their offensive line. <laughs> so what is he saying? It's not like he just got thrown on the set and said, here, talk about the worst and best teams in the NFC East. He had some prep time. He had time to make a decision. It wasn't like they were like Donovan, or I mean, or Chris Carter, big butt. Dude, come here. Maybe Don't swing met, your butt over here. Yeah, but dude, maybe when they asked him the question, you know, who do you think had the worst offseason? Maybe he didn't take that to mean the worst personnel moves in the offseason. Maybe he took it to mean, like, what what team had the biggest pain in the butt in the offseason. Meaning, like, Albert Hainsworth. And he does have a big butt. You know, and like, Albert Hainsworth is a big person. You know, like, who had, you know, like, who had the worst, <laughs> who had the worst day? Like, whose day is gone pretty bad, you know? I, had a bad, I guess. I had a bad day. I, mean, I had to deal with Albert Hainsworth. I think he said it. it. It seems like to me he said it, and he immediately said, oh, that was dumb. Because he kind of backtracked on it, especially when Colbert called him out. Yeah. So, it, but, I mean, dude, he was an eagle. So, what do you expect? Yep. Exactly. But I can think of many teams that have had a worse offseason than the Redskins, like the Eagles. The Cowboys. Oh, don't even get me going on them. Dude, dude, Aaron, have you heard? Have you heard the latest gossip? Like, oh my god. Like, Austin, uh, who's that guy you like? Austin, Miles Austin, your favorite receiver in football? He's like dating Kim Kardashian. Like, oh my god. Aren't you like totally pumped about that? That's hot. Who's Kim Kardashian? <laughs> Uh, hey dudes, dudes, I gotta point out. I gotta point out, and I know we're gonna talk later on. I'll wait on this. I'll wait on what I'm gonna point out. I'm just gonna wait. Huh? What's next? Um, What's Doug next? Williams, uh, one of our favorite quarterbacks, winning uh, historic one of the best Super historic Bowls quarterback of all times with the best second quarter in Super Bowl history. He went from spinning on his what left ankle and tossing the ball up. And giving himself up, and we got that good call by the great refereeing in Super Bowl Twenty Two to throwing four touchdowns and handing off for a fifth in the second quarter of Super Bowl Twenty Two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Still, I, I, it, it's arguably the best game in Redskins history. Arguably, I'm not arguing. Well, dude, the NFC Championship game of seventy two and eighty two, both of those are still pretty big because they were over the Cowboys. It's 
Well, I wasn't it, born that's for a debate. the 72 one, so I don't can't really attest to that. That That's a debate for another day in the taint. Anyway. But yeah, Doug Williams is going to be the GM. We had heard recently he left the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they wished him good luck on his next endeavor. And that's going to be as the general manager of the new UFL team here in Norfolk, Virginia, Redskins country, in 2011. So basically, dudes... It's like a minor league team for the Washington Redskins. Hey, dude, why don't you apply to be his assistant and work your way up to the system so you can be... Dude, don't think I've been looking. <laughs> I'm looking online, mate. Doug Williams needs an assistant. His John's like, I'll do it for 18000 I'll do it. 18000 My summers are free. Anyway. So the word on that is that they're either going to play at Norfolk State or Old Dominion or at Harbor Park, the Norfolk Tides... Uh, Ballpark, which is the AAA ballpark or ball team, baseball team for the Baltimore Orioles. That's interesting, man. That's interesting. But they're playing. They're playing in one of those three venues, and they will be starting next season. And uh, I, I'm serious. It's going to be. He's got a bit of a pipeline, obviously, to the Redskins and the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's got that whole NFC Southeast contingent thing going on that we always talk about. Pretty big deal. So anyway, yeah, we'll see how that shapes up over the next year or so. Um, no, dude, seriously, let's think about it. It's going to be a big deal because you've got you've got indoor football, which has lost like a, a fourth of its teams since they shuttered last year. You got Canadian football, which is what it is. Most of the guys that come from Canadian football, like Aaron's favorite player, Anthony Allridge, usually don't pan out in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay, Did you've you got Anthony Aldridge or Anthony Nix. No, no, Anthony Aldridge. Oh, okay. not Anthony Nix. Anthony, Anthony Aldridge, the guy that a... fumbled that ball like at the five yard line, and the other team scored the touchdown in that game. Dude, Anthony Nix plays for the Iowa Barnstormers in the Arena Football League. Now you got one of the only teams, the one that produced Kurt Warner. All right, but well... I do not. But anyway, the point is, this gives us not only a a good team to root for here locally on nights that the NFL doesn't play, specifically Wednesdays, it gives us a a chance for people who are almost ready for the NFL or who need a second chance to come and play for the Redskins or for a team that could very easily move up to the Redskins. They don't have to get someone from damn Saskatchewan to fill a roster spot in three days and then end up being on the not eligible list for that game. I mean, it's it's very much like a minor league team for the Redskins, and I guess you could say the Ravens because they're close, and the Panthers. But this could be a very significant thing for the Redskins, especially with the Doug Williams connection. And I hear they're going to do um, like online voting for a possible name, and I'm going to encourage everyone out there to go out and vote for the Hampton Roads Hermit Crabs. I like the Norfolk Battleship. Uh, Not Battleships. Not battleships. Like, no, no, like not but not with the S. Crabs, they won't do Hampton Roads. Is they won't do teams with Hampton Roads anymore around here. It's all Norfolk. Norfolk is very, very much like we're Norfolk and you're not. So right, the Norfolk, well, the Norfolk needlefish. All right, dudes. Well, let, well let's move <laughs> on so we can wrap this thing up. I like the battleship, not ships. Just one, like the Stanford Cardinal. I like the Norfolk battleship. And then they can have like big, like three prong guns, and the 
like on the stand so when the when the team scores they can fire off the guns it'll be all like military uh themed and bring in people from anyway back to the redskins yeah let's move forward and let's let's round this thing off here sorry uh, i'm all, all pumped right. about the minor league team here john's favorite dog uh receiver from U- university of virginia quarterback mark Hagens was cut thank you unfortunately i didn't have this thing. So that brings the Redskins receivers down to 11 on the roster. So 11 receivers on the roster. They had to let Marquise Hagens, who was called the uh, poor boys, uh, Antoine Randall L. Um, they <laughs> let him go. Apparently he wasn't going to be in the future of the team like so many others. So he is gone. And He'll end up in Pittsburgh. And, dudes, here I've got a segue <laughs> for this next segment. Nice. All right. Chad Reinhardt. Has pleaded guilty to drunk in public. <laughs> and on a related note, Byron Westbrook. Was acquitted of drunk driving. <laughs> so there you go. There's the drunk tank uh, report from the Redskins. Chad yeah, the Reinhardt, drunk tank. It- Chad Reinhardt needs to give David Lee legal services a call. Yeah, uh, well, no, he decided – the story on Chad Reinhardt is he's the dude that went to that pizza parlor in his old uh, college town at like 2 in the morning was like, dudes, let me in. They're like, dude, we're closed. <laughs> they called dudes, the let me in. No, dude, we're closed, man. We're, we're not – we've been closed already. You can't get any more – let me in, dudes. I'm a professional football player. Blah, and he pukes on the door. And well, dude, and all I know cops, is that – I, yeah. I've learned if I've learned anything from David Lee Legal Services, it's that every case is different. And <laughs> Chad Reinhardt might not have had to plead guilty had he called David Lee. Well, that's man. right. That, that could be right. You know, just, every case, dude. Is all I think of, I think of him at like that PK's restaurant at Virginia Tech, like <laughs> right there off of campus, like trying to jack the door open. He's like, "Let me in." <laughs> hey, dude. Speaking of. Um, receivers a minute ago another receiver john's dog marco mitchell has already been cut by the lions and he's been signed by the vikings yep division rival for them so we'll see how that goes on the market i don't know why the lions cut that i don't know why we cut that guy i don't either he's got he has skills i'm telling you that guy is gonna be that guy is gonna be someone you want to pick up in fantasy football maybe not this year but definitely next year as a third receiver or better. Mm-hmm. I'll pick him up when he comes to the UFL team in the Hampton Road Herbert Hermit Hermit. Dude, you don't ever pay attention to your fantasy football team. I know. That's I how know you, you lose. Josh, please. Speaking of, the Harry Hog Football Fantasy League will be getting fired up very soon. If you were in the uh, league last year, your invite will be on the way very soon. I know we've had teams all across the US and in the UK in England and Wales. And uh, if we have enough people that want to do a second league, we will. But we'll see how that goes. We've been very close on that. But, you know, you don't want to have a league with, like, eight teams and everyone has really good players. So oh, and we'll dude, see how that goes. So, but if you were in the so league last year, you'll be back in the league this year. And I vowed to win sure. the league this year. So if, wait, so wait what? if you were wait, not what? in the league last year and you're interested, what should they do? Should they send an ah, email? If, if you would like to be in the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League, 
uh, either tier one or two, you can send an email to John, J-O-H-N, at harryhogfootball.com, H-A-R-R-Y, hogfootball.com, and I will put you on the list in order of being received, and uh, I'll let you know if we have any dropouts or if we have enough uh, interest to start a second league. Hey, John, this, and, this is how I think you should work the second league, the tier two UFL league. I think you should work it like they do in in soccer, whereas like <laughs> the Norfolk Battleships, you know, like the the bottom two teams in the tier one league or whatever this year will get moved down to the tier two league for next year, and then those top two teams will move up. Oh, I bet our <laughs> listeners out there, like Paul out there in England, out there with the Reading uh, Reading team, I bet you guys like the. I I love the whole relegation thing. If you suck so bad, like Josh always does in <laughs> fantasy football, you get relegated down to the minor leagues. Josh, huh. you better that Dude. gives you incentive to play this year, Josh. Yeah, Josh might try. actually pay attention this year. Either that, or I will try my hardest to become a minor leaguer. <laughs> Dude, which means you won't. You'll do exactly what you've done every year, and, and then within. <laughs> Dude, and then within two years' time, Josh could be at the bottom of Tier 2. And then by then, we may have a Tier 3. Hey, dudes, I wanted to point this out while Aaron was talking about um, Westbrook being acquitted of drunk driving. Uh, For all of you eBay fanatics out there, on eBay, right now, this very moment, with about a little less than 22 hours remaining. So by the time you listen to this podcast tomorrow... It may be too late. Um, you may have you may have as many as eight, ten, twelve hours remaining on this, depending on when Aaron gives this thing up. Um, if you t- go to eBay Motors and you type in Redskins, uh, there is a 2002 Honda Accord LX. It's an autographed Washington Redskins car. It's macked out, like completely wrapped and done in Redskins. This big Redskins fan has like totally done it inside and out. Current bid on the car is about $3,349, and uh, the reserve has not been met. The other option is if you don't want to buy that for yourself and you'd like to buy that car for Harry Hawk football, John and I will hop in the car, drive out to Louisville, pick up Aaron, and drive to the Hall of Fame in that vehicle, and you could ride along with us. So uh, Yeah, but we get to keep the car when it's all over. <laughs> and we don't have be, a ticket for you. And you get to bought, a road you get trip. To You'll have to sit with somebody else because <laughs> we already bought our tickets. And you get to we'll bunk you down the with Josh. To guard the car. And when we no, if you out, get the car for us, we will buy four more tickets so we can all sit together. Yes, there we will. Go. So if that interests so, uh, you, if that interests you, uh, go ahead and put it for bid some in. reason. Buy us the car, turn over the keys, <laughs> and we'll see you in Canton. <laughs> well, no, no, we'll take a road trip to Canton, document it every inch of the way. It we'll is see you in Canton fun. on the seventh, dude. Well, it's a pretty August. cool card because it was signed by like like a bunch of players, ton of players right. signed it, including the car. Sean Taylor, including Sean Taylor signed Really? It. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think Mark Brunel, Yellow Cake, Chris Cooley signed it. Um, Vinny yeah. Serrato, man, I gotta get it now. Vinny Serrato signed the car. Dude, and, if you Vinny Serrato signed my car, I'd be sandblasting it. I'd sandblast <laughs> him, and then I'd sandblast his name off my car. Dude, I was you looking got, like, at the um, Ernest Biner and uh, nice a bunch of people. I mean, Joe even, Gibbs signed it. Greg Williams signed it. Even like uh, the gauges, Trip G. 
Even the gauges inside are like burgundy with like gold needles and stuff. Yeah, go Pretty check cool. it out. We'll so put a link sweet. up on the website. Uh, but it's on eBay Motors. Go check it out. If you want to buy it for Harry Hawk football, we will take a road trip in it. You can come with Dude, us that's we'll even, document it. That car is even cooler than the custom-built uh, Volkswagen Bug that I saw a few years ago that was totally macked out with Redskins. Oh, it was I love a that total car. Redskins vehicle. That was a great car. It was uh, someone in Pennsylvania had that car. I actually put a bid on it, but I was way short. So yeah, that's a good I'm, idea. If you guys want to go ahead and buy us that car, we will take you with us to Canton, and we will I'm buy you to tickets to the enshrinement. I'm As a matter of fact, you can drive the car. Hey Josh, forget that car you were looking at tonight at the dealership. Why don't you just go ahead and get Amy to approve you buying that one? Uh, Dude, okay. you don't need that Chevy Aveo. You need the custom <laughs> Honda Accord. Yeah, dude. dude That's a great a family Ford. vehicle right there. I, I was looking at a Ford Festiva. What are you talking about? A Ford Testicular. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to wrap this thing up. Uh, we're already over an hour here. Oh, um, dearie, dear. We'll talk to you guys next week. Um, hail to the Redskins. Hang on, and hang on. Like, what, dude? Wait. Go to, our, go to our website, harryhogfootball.com. Make sure you chime in. And uh, also, um, you know, follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog. Send us an email, uh, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. That's spelled H-A-R-R-Y, hog football, like the name. And, as right. always, if you see oh, a wait, Cowboys fan. And thank you again. Well, before you go there, thank you again to David Lee Law. David Lee Legal Services, our benevolent sponsor. And okay, now hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan this week, you know what? Joker. Joker. They got two cards. Kim uh, no. You know Kim Kardashian? She was on that, that show in the 80s. The Speaking with, of big uh, butt, she I think like she and Blair. Chris Carter. If she and Chris Carter had a kid, they'd have the biggest butt in the world. Didn't she play Tootie on that show, Facts of Life? Tootie. It's Trudy. <laughs>